0: Hi, Supermamas. This week on the show, we have Laura Vargas of the Promotoras Comunitarias program from Planned Parenthood, L.A. We learned about recommended resources on how to speak to our children about their sexuality and really the importance of our own comfort level with our own bodies and sexuality. One of her favorite quotes she had is it's not just about having the talk but about having an ongoing and trusting conversation with our children also in the first 10 minutes of the show belina has a very vulnerable moment with us which only made us realize even more how important it is to have your super mama tribe have your back so we just want to thank you so much ladies we love you so much and one more thing before we get on with the show we will be kicking off mesa's hispanic heritage month celebration on saturday september 16th at the Macy's and Los Ritos Center at 2 p.m. So please, 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 if you are on the area, come join us September 16th at the Macy's and Los Ritos Center at 2 p.m. You know, we love meeting our Super sisters and our Super squad today more than ever, and we would love to give you a big hug and celebrate with you alongside Macy's. So, okay, I'll stop talking. Let's get on with this week's show. Hola, I'm Paulina. Hi, I'm Bricia. And we're sisters, friends, daughters, wives, and business owners, following our dreams, just striving to be a better version of ourselves every day. Alright, and we're also moms. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to, the to the Super, Super Mama, sisterhood. Mama sisterhood. And
1: I was jumping on the waves with Carista and it was like, oh my god, this is the best ever. I'm we get in the car, we get home. She cries because I woke her up. Ah! I was like, I wish I
0: didn't have any kids. Within like three hours. (laughs) She stopped me right there. She was like, Brisa, I want you to understand this. I seriously believe that our children choose us and we don't choose our children. Right. Your baby chose you to be his mom. Mm -hmm. He knew what kind of mom he wanted. And he chose you as his mom. Oh, that's right. Nice.
1: We're all sisters here to inspire, support, and guide each other to dream bigger and to enjoy every moment of this extraordinary journey that is womanhood. ¿Listas? Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) ¡Súper mamas! Hello. Take two.
0: I think too. Palina's <laughs> ready to pop. She's like ready to be out of here. Ready to pop and low energy today. Yeah, she's just like, get me
1: out of this booth. I can't do this anymore. No, it's. you know what? It's just, again, going back to the previous recording, when I said that it just hit me that I'm having this baby soon, I feel extremely overwhelmed. I think I'm going to cry. I You just can feel go like- ahead
0: and Cry! Cry! <laughs> cry because that's the only way you get it out don't keep the overwhelm inside of you it's okay it's okay to be overwhelmed you're having a freaking child you have work I, we get it we're all there cry I feel overwhelmed and I'm like who's gonna pick up my kids
1: today like I immediate things and I don't know I'm just a little overwhelmed I'm having a baby soon you are you are Uh, anyway i'm okay i'm excited but i'm like scared and nervous
0: it's normal to feel nervous cry cry paulina (laughs) it's okay to not have all your stuff like together it's okay that you don't know who's gonna pick up your kids
1: i just didn't expect i don't know it's not going to come this week. She has to wait a little longer because she's, I'm not, and then I realized I'm not even 37 weeks, which like changes a lot of things. So I feel a little overwhelmed because if I, if I want, if she has to stay there a little longer for me to have the
0: kind of birth that I want
1: or try to have the kind of birth that so I want. So then that's the problem. Then
0: that's the root of, that, of, of what's happening right now. I think so. You need to live today. Let's go Oprah on her ass. (laughs) And you need to like really live today, you know? Don't think about what will happen or what can happen. What will happen will happen and you let it happen. So let's see what we can do to take care of ourselves today. Yeah. You know? Okay. I'm okay. You good?
1: Yeah, I just need to. <laughs> I mean, I just had the baby shower, and I was like, I'm gonna wait until then to uh, to see what I have to get. And I'm like, I have to go get everything today. Just think, to- I mean, not myself, but like, I'm gonna
2: like, have but to get don't an worry
1: about those stuff. stuff. Like, it's okay. No, but like, basic stuff
0: like a blanket or like a diaper. <laughs> hey, I'm sure. I mean, those things get delivered to you in an hour. <laughs> don't don't worry about that stuff. You have to worry about relaxing and, like, resting. And, I, look, mommies, I hope you guys are listening. Like, we are like that. Why do we put all this pressure on ourselves when we're at, the, we're, we're at, like, our most vulnerable? Why do you think we do that? I mean, I don't know how the answer. I'm just saying, why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, you're putting so much pressure on yourself right now at this moment where you're so vulnerable. You know? Yeah. Like, you're thinking about a blanket and a diaper. Those things, we have technology. You have three siblings that can get there within, like, 20 minutes with stuff. I know. We need to, like, just, you know, live here, live inside of us, you know? Feel your daughter. It's okay. It's going to be okay.
1: I'm glad this morning I, I, I woke up and the first thing I did, I put the the one that you said, the uh, Oprah with Joel Olsen. Uh-huh and then I couldn't really hear it because I was getting things ready, so I heard it like three times. So it was like really good to hear that. But still, <laughs> I felt overwhelmed all of a sudden after I started feeling, I after, after I started feeling uncomfortable, and I started freaking out, and then I realized that I'm not even 37 weeks, and then I started freaking out more, and then I think it just aggravated the whole situation. Um... So yeah, like this was like, it was a lot for like a little, for like a little time. But uh, I'm going to try to go home and relax. Just have to figure out a couple things. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I have to, I have to relax. I'm just feeling overwhelmed. I'm okay, ladies, don't worry. If she comes, she comes, but. It would be ideal if she stays here for a little longer, for a few days. Okay. (laughs) Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Should I press record? Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Well, just be ready if I call you. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not available this week, honey. i know
0: oh i'm sorry i have looking a child with
1: me looking at the calendars and then I, I was like oh my god yeah i realized and then mom's oh.
0: leaving yeah i'm in like two oh days. i'm sorry my baby's not in school right now i don't even know why i'm actually here right now i know mom's <laughs> leaving in two days no i'm kidding doesn't matter like those stuff don't matter palina <laughs> who cares who cares if mom's leaving who cares if i'm not available the, the, okay let's say i'm not there Paltita's there fernando's there your husband's there you have a doula you have a midwife I know. I guess, yeah, we
1: idealize this, like, situation and it doesn't plan out the way you want it. And then it's just like...
0: And we and we in here in the show, we talk about it all the time. <laughs> but this is perfect because I want people to see, like, it's not just saying it. You know what I mean? Like, we can say it all we want. But when we are actually in that situation, it's different. Yeah. You know? It's different. That's why like you can't judge moms. You can't... You can't. You just can't do it because once you're in that situation, like, yeah, you're there, and it's a different story.
1: Yeah, I kept reading about that about like, oh, you know, if things don't happen the way I want them, and I was like, no, yeah, I'll be fine if things don't happen the way I want them, and then now it's like, oh my god, I freaked out in like really long, in like short period of time, but. If uh, I'm not here next week, then that means I already had the baby. Well, I'm sure you guys will know <laughs> by then. But um, yeah, it's 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 real. Now it's like really like here. It's here.
0: It'll be fine. It'll be beautiful. It'll be, It'll be healthy. Who knows? You might have it there for another month. And you're going to be like, get it out. Get it out. It'll be a different story.
1: I know. I know. I think it was just something like today that happened. And I don't know. Anyway, anyway, you guys,
0: enjoy <laughs> the show today. We have Laura Vargas. We have a Vargas. really good show today. Actually, we have a really good show today. We're really going to talk about show. sex, how yes. to talk to, not about sex, but we're going to talk about sexuality. We're yeah. going to talk about sexuality. We're going to talk about how to talk to children about sex. How do we get more informed? Yeah. It so was like, really, really great. So we can talk to children about sex. Yes, we have really, Laura really Vargas good, here lot- from Planned Parenthood. Enjoy the show. Very educational. Amazing. Yes. Everybody send great vibes to Paulina. We love you. See you later. See you later, guys. (laughs) Bye-bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, guys. (laughs) Bye-bye. Enjoy our interview with Laura Vargas of Planned Parenthood. (laughs) Welcome, Laura.
2: Hello, thank you for for being (laughs)
0: here today, Paisana, so happy to hear. I know, that was so cool.
2: (laughs) Thank you for having me. Laura Vargas de Oaxaca.
0: (laughs) Um, And you are of the Promotoras Comunitarias Program from Plant Parenthood in LA. Thank
2: you so much for coming in the show. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Of course, and
0: we really love talking about this subject because I feel like in our culture, we've always spoken about this, Mm -hmm. that sex is something we don't speak to our children about unfortunately mm-hmm. like my dad still fast-forward sex scenes when we watch movies <laughs> yeah like <laughs> you know? like i'm gonna say like four weeks
1: ago this happened we were watching a movie and he fast-forwarded it i was like i'm pregnant you know that
2: right <laughs> <laughs> my mommy used to cover my eyes yeah you know <laughs> Does she
0: still cover your eyes?
2: Not still. Now she leaves the room. Yeah, right.
0: (laughs) But still, right? Not weird. like, Well, mom, you know what? I had sex at least once, right? Like I have a child. (laughs) My dad falls asleep. That's what actually like
1: interested me. That I was like, she's from Oaxaca, and you know we come from this very very traditional culture, very like, ¿cómo se dice? Muy um, ¿cómo se dice? Cerrados. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't want to use that word, but you know what I mean, right? And like, and then now you're like the advocate for all of this. So how did right. that happen?
2: Well, um, my mom was a nurse mm-hmm. and a midwife. Oh. oh, so she was open to explain things to me regarding like puberty and physical changes. That was fine, right? Beyond that, sex and the rest, not so much, but (laughs) there was certain openness there at the house. And then my dad, um, he wanted, he solved everything with books, right? He was the the first one in his generation coming from a very small town that graduated from college. And so he didn't want to talk about it. But I guess he loved us so much, and he wanted the best for us. I remember he used to buy en- encyclopedias.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, we had one of those too.
2: <laughs> and one was the uh, sexuality encyclopedia. So, oh. so first he he put placed it very, you know, um, Out of strategically. Reach. <laughs> you know, we we saw that encyclopedia as well, so it was not hidden, but he didn't talk about it. And then when we were in middle school at the beginning he said, "Do you have if you have any questions about sex, go <laughs> and read the books." So, that was it, right? <laughs> That's so progressive though.
0: Right. That yeah. book would have been hidden somewhere in my house like yeah. you oh, guys no. can't touch it.
2: you guys can look at that book. Yeah. I know. So, I'm I'm amazed looking back that what he did was very brave for his yeah. you know generation. Um so that got me interested in, in the topic, but also going through high school, middle school, having friends who struggle with those issues, and myself too, right? Mm-hmm. And then in, at the university I got involved with that and, um, in HIV AIDS prevention. And from then on, I got very interested in the subject.
0: I saw that you graduated from the UNAM.
2: Yes, I That's did. That's so cool.
0: <laughs> So let's talk a little bit about Planned Parenthood. I'm going to read this. Um, I'm going to read this excerpt that you sent us because maybe a lot of people don't know what uh, Planned Parenthood is. So Planned Parenthood Los Angeles believes that women, men, young people, and families deserve honest, evidence based sexuality information that can help them engage in respectful, intimate relationships and stay healthy. They They also know that parents are the primary educators of their children and that they often need help talking to their teens about sex. Uh, Planned Parenthood Los Angeles provides workshops and training on responsible sex education for both parents and their teens in a wide variety of community settings. Their goal is to foster understanding about human sexuality and educate youth and adults about their right to health care. They do so by engaging in um, the L.A. community schools, parents, and health professionals and their educators, uh, such as Laura. Provide training, professional development, sexuality education, and information about preventing pregnancy, except and sexually transmitted
2: infections. Cool.
0: So you guys do incredible work.
2: <laughs> Thank you. And
0: often, yeah, and often are the people that a lot of maybe teenagers hear of sex first from. Correct. Right. So let's talk about like how we talk to our children about about sex because um, even though we are educated and we come from you know we're you know college graduates per se. I. I, I still don't know like at what age it's appropriate mm-hmm. to talk about what to our kids. So, w- what right. are what, what what at what age should we start talking to kids about sex? Or what are what are some age appropriate information to share to share with our kids at various stages?
2: Uh, well, the conversation can start like very at very young age. The, er- the earlier the better, mm-hmm. and. The most often the better, right okay. Because it's not a talk, it's a conversation, right, so it's not something that, oh, I talked to you about uh, your period check, you know, and yeah. I'm done with it, right okay, that's very important, so and as we as you mentioned, parents, we are the first sexuality educators of our children, whether we talk mm-hmm. with them about it explicitly or not, mm-hmm. because uh, a simple way that we explain to. To preteens or uh, middle school children, sexuality is about our bodies, mm-hmm. our feelings, our values, and our behaviors. Mm, so weird. we have bodies since we are born yes. until we die. So we have sexuality through the lifespan, right? So when you are changing the diaper of your children and bathing them and talking about their bodies and teaching them the correct names you mm-hmm. are educating already about sexuality and depending on how the tone of voice and if you're saying no oh, cochino no te toques you know you're yeah you're relaying uh, values mm-hmm. and views about sexuality so that is um the beginning of it, right? Yeah. Uh, connection, it's important. Feelings are important. So when they are little, it's very important to be positive about their bodies. The way we talk about their bodies okay. is important. Right. So because in our culture, sometimes mm-hmm. uh, we connect um, private parts of the genital area with uh, cochino, no? Yeah. It's dirty very. or shame
1: mm-hmm. or secrecy,
2: yes. right? Right, right. And a lot of times we don't even know the correct names. Mm-hmm. So one way I approached it with my son was, I I know he's going to hear a lot of terms in his nursery school. Yes. You know the wee wee and in Spanish pajarito, palito, this and that. Yeah. So I want him to be bilingual in that yeah. way. You know, he this is the penis, this is the scrotum or whatever. You know, and. You might hear this and this and this name. So I want him to have both uh, terms, right? The more information, the best. Right. And also to normalize uh, bodily functions. When they are little, when you are um, body training them. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we use shame. Like, oh, cochino, this is the pipi. Or mira, you know, popo. Uh, So it's like, it's a normal part of Being a human being, so normalize bodily functions, and even we have a lot of uh, shame related to menstruation, for example, to -hmm. wet dreams, etc. So, but that starts early, depending on how you talk about the body. So, being positive about the body, being positive about feelings, um, teaching about uh, private and public behaviors, Mm -hmm. um, in when they are little, right.
0: So, when you're talking about positive, positive ways to talk about your bodies, like, can you give me some examples of how we can instill that into our children? Let's say, maybe, um, let's talk about let's talk about maybe having like wet dreams and their period coming, right? Because, right. Um, and I'm talking about because maybe wet dreams come more to boys. Maybe I'm mistaken, but maybe girls get them too. Um, and periods, how to talk to your daughter early on about periods in, in a positive way. Is, are there books you recommend for both instances?
2: Yes, there are websites that are for teens and preteens where they can go and watch videos or access content that is in a sex-positive way. There are books that you can read about every stage you know, of your child mm-hmm. that I can provide you the list of yeah, it. Yeah, of course. But nowadays there are a lot of videos for like, preteens because short videos about every single topic: periods, puberty, relationships, masturbation, sexual orientation. So I provide you with one with this amaze dot org, or even Planned Parenthood also has a series of mm-hmm. of videos. SICUS, which is a very well known organization, has also information for parents to read about CICUS, how to How approach. do you spell that? S I E C U S. Okay. Um and I have the link also. Okay, for great. The, and we'll
0: put that all on our website, supermamaspodcast.com, dot com for you to check it out.
2: And it's by topic. So the more comfortable you become with the topic, the more comfortable you will be approaching those topics with your with, with your the, children, yeah. right?
1: Well, yeah, you know, I have I'm have all girls and I think like, the the one thing that I struggle with is um self-image one right. and the other one is like uh, i put like you know a lot of people like i've heard people are like oh yeah we're like a naked family and you know everybody walks around with underwear or whatever but sometimes i'm like is it appropriate you know sometimes like that i get that i, I question that and you know less with me but more like with my husband like is he supposed to be like covering himself you know because i i hear so many like different sides on right. this like you know you know the dad should it should cover himself i'm like but that's her. I mean, that's like a male part that they should be aware of. Or right. I don't know. Like, do you have any thoughts on that? Like, that's been my my personal struggle as far as like as my kids are getting older. Right. Like, is it okay if my husband gives them a bath, or is right. it not okay? You know, like sometimes I feel like we put all these stigmas around it and we make it not normal. And right. they maybe it should. I mean, I'm not sure. Right. What your take on that is
2: well, nudity is something that every family has their own. Com- comfort level mm-hmm. and it varies from culture to culture. Sometimes in Europe we see like the whole family skinny dipping, and there are teens and little ones and parents, right? And in our culture, like you said, that's not common. <laughs> yeah. But I think for mothers it's more normalized. Yeah. I hear moms say, "Well, I'm busy. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to take a shower. That's a time to to shower yeah. with my my baby or my toddler, and." And it reaches an age where you, as a mom, said, "You know, I'm not comfortable anymore with being naked in front of my son." So go go with your feeling, you know, and opinion. on okay. comfort uh, also. The same with um, I've heard it also in our groups, like the dad and the daughter and the mom and the son, son, right? And of course, is great when fathers shared responsibilities like bathing and Mm -hmm. showering Mm -hmm. etc so or the same goes with comfort level of them being naked in front of their children until certain age right got it got it got it yeah
1: that's always been my question
0: Um, and then how, and and I'm going to go more into that because I think like one of the things, one of the questions that that rises is just like, Ooh, are they touching them? You know what I mean? I I feel like, I feel like that's like the unspoken fear and it's like, well, like, are people going to think this, but how is talking to our kids about sexuality, like a powerful tool to prevent those things from
2: happening? Definitely, uh, it's a very powerful tool. First, because it empowers them with knowledge about their bodies, mm-hmm. um, teaching them the correct names for their uh, private parts, genital areas, teaching them consent, that they are the boss of their body since they are very little, and there are different ways to talk about it. Some people talk it, to, uh, call it unwanted and wanted touch, mm. Okay, you know, yeah. as opposed to good and bad. Because okay. a, hug, a hug can be a good or a bad thing, right. yeah, depending on if it's wanted that's or true. unwanted, yeah. Yeah. right? Um, but regarding the the private parts, some people explain it, some expresses, oh, your private parts is the parts that the bathing suit covers, mm-hmm. right? Which is very simple for little kids. And then you go, it covers your vulva, your anus, you know, penis, anus. Blah, blah, blah. But unwanted touch could be a kiss. It could be not related to the genitals, right? So that's yeah. why unwanted and wanted is clear. Yes. And knowing that nobody should touch their private parts unless, like you mentioned in another it's for the doctor at the doctor's office if they are checking if there's something wrong and I'm there. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: And or for hygiene reasons when they are very little because once they can clean up themselves after the toilet they go to the toilet there's no reason why anybody should touch them right including yourself Mm -hmm. your husband you know they can do it by themselves unless they need help so um very clear about that or uh, nobody should ask them to touch another person private parts right or any unwanted touch and it could be hugs tickling whatever you know yeah uh, anything
0: that's unwanted
2: right i like that my kid doesn't want anything so he no you know and i have to remind myself because with my son sometimes i want to hug him no he was yeah and you kiss him and like and and he was so uncomfortable say you know stop touching me and he reminded me oh my god i'm doing this and i'm not supposed i'm supposed to be respecting his ways right his space because
0: yeah otherwise they're not going to know what respect space and what isn't right
2: right that's so true
0: and i know and i know it's moms we can get carried away because i know i do i mean i'm like i don't care if you don't want me to kiss you i'm gonna kiss you anyway but (laughs) they 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 should be able to be like no it's my body like i don't want it right now
2: and that's modeling too what you're doing like you say no i really want to kiss you but I understand you don't want to be kissed right now, you know? So that's building up to consent later on when yeah. they are with a partner. Because, right. And yeah. even
1: as, young, you know, as, as kids, it's so, you know, molestation is something that we don't really talk about in our culture either. Right. And sometimes kids don't know how to communicate that with us, you know, to us. Right. And as much as you want to be involved, sometimes there's, like, fear or sometimes they don't know what's happening. Right. So I think, like you say, it's very important to let them know, you know, the name of their parts and what's... I really, really like that, the unwanted and wanted instead of the good and bad. Because we always say, no, this is bad. And right. they're like, okay, and then this is good, you know? So Yeah, and who
2: determines that? No, you telling them what is good and mm-hmm. bad is kind of... But if they feel like, oh, this is, like... Ew, I didn't like that hug or I felt weird With because you can sense like that person gives me the creeps, right? right yeah, so yeah. why should I hug my uncle or kiss my aunt, right? If right. I don't want to. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, shaking her hand or honey, you can just say hi with your hand and estás siendo educado because part of our culture is mm-hmm. que mal educado, ¿no? Yeah, right, y no nice. abrazaste a no sé quién. No, no, he's You were being polite. Mm -hmm. Tal vez tienes que pelearte un poquito con la tía. But that's, you know, your children are are learning to be assertive.
1: That's very important. That is so good.
2: Now, let's move forward into like a little bit later
0: in their life. Um, Let's say we spoke to them about like their their body and sexuality and they're comfortable talking to you about stuff. Um, You know, and the girls have gotten their period. And again, I think about the period. I, I love what you said, ongoing conversation. So... Um, like how you feel you know how do you feel comfortable how comfortable you guys feel talking to each other but um, let's talk about like when their teenagers start dating right Mm -hmm. like what kind of conversations should we have with them? I mean, I always feel like when they start dating, I mean, I think like now it's just so weird because people start dating so soon and, yeah. you know, children having sex so young now. So like, at what point do you have that like conversation with your kid? Like, well, you know, like don't get her pregnant or, you know what I mean? Yeah, Is that yeah, yeah. something like, What I mean, for me, I have a boy. So I'm like, well, just as long as you just wear a condom and don't get her pregnant. I feel like that's usually like kind of what you right. your mind goes to. Right. But like. Like, but I'm like, but are you even thinking about that? Or am I putting that in your head? Like, <laughs> like, w- how do you start that conversation? And with women, right? Yeah. Like, Right. Don't get pregnant.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> well, uh, it, it is better to start conversations before things happen. Before mm. the age of dating. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Bef- so before, before, it's always better. Before they... They get their peers before they they have their first wet dream, so that they know. So okay, um,
0: so you are you're proactive instead of reactive, right? Right, and sense. so
2: that they know. All oh, my mom's expectations are these, you know, before because it's, that's completely valid. So, uh, New York University has a curriculum called Families Talking Together, which. Um, aims to prevent sexually risky behaviors in 10 to 14 year olds mm. 10? Oh. okay. <laughs> so you have to start early um and what they say if, in terms of dating is at that age we should be discouraging dating mm. from 10 to 14 yeah okay. middle school i know different families have different values and and you it's good for you to have, to clarify for yourself what would be an an okay age with me for my child to start dating. And so I acknowledge that that's up to each family. But they say 10 to 14, it's early. Um, At that age, encourage going out as a group, having friends, having fun, going to the mall, you know, going to the movies, and always having supervision. Chaperones en nuestra comunidad, <laughs> so yeah. it aligns with our culture because uh Se va ir tu hermano or go with your so-and-so. so and so so they said at that age that 's the best thing to socialize, to know your friends, to go and have fun right after that age, but in that age, you should be having conversations about what is a healthy relationship you know mm-hmm. what how does it look like your expectations about school education dreams etc and also for you as a mom what do you expect so mom said you know i don't want you to have sex until that age or until blah 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 you know yeah. <laughs> and that's hasta que te cases hasta que te cases now people get married at 28 29 you know <laughs> yeah. the average so we if, should be if thinking they get married exactly so we should think about that statement <laughs> right yeah. mm-hmm. um So take those opportunities before high school to talk about, you know, what I think about, it's a good age, blah, 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 for you to start dating. And I would love for you to have this kind of relationship, you know, and uh, watching a video or a novella or whatever, asking questions, learning about what their environment is. And I saw so-and-so kissing with a, you know, boy when I, picked you up. What do you, what do you know about that, no? Kind of chisme, but kind of not because you are like
0: <laughs> yeah. trying
2: to, okay, como dicen, sacarle la sopa, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? Uh, and then asking for their opinion, you know? Always uh, ask for their opinion, getting to know their world, and then state your values and your expectations. Um, That's really powerful,
0: yeah.
2: But I was thinking about relationships, and that starts early on as with well. Right, because when they have friendships and they are little, you Mm -hmm. know, they are learning to socialize. And what is a good friend? What is not a good friend, you know? Mm. How should you treat your friend? Or how did that make you feel? Like, that's the basis of healthy relationships. Also, the relationship that we have with them. Do we impose things? Mm -hmm. You know, somos bien regañonas con la chancla, no? (sighs) Do we respect them? So... We are modeling relationships for them too, and then translate that to to the dating scene.
1: Because I think like my personal experience that I had back in middle school was like, uh, kids were already having sex in middle school. You know, I was in eighth grade when I arrived to the U.S., and people were getting pregnant at fourteen. And the the sad thing was like that she didn't know. I remember this particular girl; she didn't know that she could get pregnant if she had sex and she was like i had no idea right and so i feel like way before that i feel like you know elementary or something uh you should be we should be talking about these things i recently showed my daughter a video of a home birth because i wanted to ask her do you want to be there do you you know i'm like this is what's gonna happen let's watch it together and do you want to be there and she was like no Mm -hmm. i don't want to and said okay That's Mm -hmm. fine. You know, you don't have to. But now she knows. And she was like, oh, there's a baby coming out and all this. And and I was like, oh, my God, I hope I didn't, like, put too much into her head. But, you know, um, I just really wanted to ask her and say, like, Mm -hmm. this is what's going to look like this, hopefully. um, And do you want to be there or not? And so I'm going to respect her decision, you know, and I thought, you know, and my husband was like, you don't think that was too soon? And I was like, I don't think so. I don't, I think it's, it's what's going to happen, you know? So I think she should be aware of what's happening. So I feel like after that, she's asking me more questions and I'm just trying, but it makes me nervous. Like, I'm going to be totally honest. Like, it makes me nervous to when she asked me questions about that cuz I'm like I don't even know if I'm answering correctly so I'm glad that you're going to provide us with websites to go and check out right. uh, as parents cuz sometimes we feel very unprepared
2: right and it's great that you are normalizing the whole that process mm-hmm. you know i think in some other cultures, indigenous cultures, those processes were normalized for women, and it was like more community setting mm-hmm. to give birth and all that stuff. And you gave her a choice, which is great, yeah. and you opened the door for more questions. So that's that's wonderful. But as you point out, pointed out uh, with the issue about uh, topics and questions about sex and um, dating, et cetera, They know a lot about. Things now with uh, social media, yeah. mm-hmm. so and six, shows, TV, sh- sixth grade, fifth yeah. grade, even before, so yeah, like third grade, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and I was reading that even when you give a phone to a six-year-old, you know, to entertain themselves, they can access things without you knowing mm-hmm. it. And without them knowing it, just they push a button and maybe the dad last night was watching some porn on the <laughs> yeah phone, yeah, right? I'm Whatever. Sure. So it is it is great to have those conversations before. And so that is you who are relaying that information. Yeah. And then that's
0: how you build that trust, right? And it's right. like, oh, well, my mom told me this. So like, I know because she yeah. told me. And I right. think that's the most powerful thing. It's It's you being that source of information and you being that source of, of, of really trust, right. because if they first hear it from a friend, that's right. where the trust is going to go. Right. If they first hear it from someone else, then they're going to go back to that someone else and keep asking questions. Yeah. And they're not really going to come to you. They're going to go to that person. And, and I think that all of us want to be that person, right? We want to be that fountain of information
2: and trust for okay. our children. Right. And if they are asking a question, it's because it's time to answer it. Okay. Nothing of this like, después, cuando seas más grande. Well, they are having the question right now. They are wondering about that right now. Do you think that question is going to go away? Yeah, I don't think true. so. Yeah, you know, that's are, so that's the time to bring it up. If you have a child who is very shy because you have all different personalities, then you can guide yourself depending on the developmental age to bring it up. And it could be through a book, through a video, you know, sometimes we have to introduce the topic b- by doses and go by their questions also. Because mm-hmm. sometimes they are satisfied, you know, with simple answers. And sometimes they want to know more. They will let right, you know. Right, right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for the information.
0: Let's oh, take a break so right much. now and come back with our Talk, Read, Sing segment presented by First 5 California. We'll be right back. And we're back with our talk, read, sing segment brought to you by First Live California, where our guest gives us tips on how to encourage talking, reading and singing. So, Laura, do you have any tips
2: for us? Well, uh, I was talking about using books. There are some wonderful books for that age mm-hmm. to talk about uh, sexuality uh, the author, Robbie Harris, is uh-huh. a great author of Ooh. books about sexuality. Oh, She has one that... Let me see
0: that one you just brought up because that one's in Spanish. I know. Yeah. I yeah. saw that. Uh, I was cool. like, no
2: es la cigüeña. Oh, I love that. <laughs> right? <laughs> no? No es? All this time. I <laughs> love that. <laughs> <my God. laughs> and they don't come from Paris either. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, oh,
0: that's so cute. Okay. Okay. French so Robbie H. Harris. Right.
2: Okay. And it has information from body parts like we... Uh, oh, talked see. about oh, it like normalizing it like the front part of your body the back mm-hmm. you know including everything from the eyes to the arms the anus the vulva the penis look, i know
0: look isn't it weird like even me i get like i like a giddy right <laughs> <laughs> i'm like oh my gosh like I'm telling you, I think the, that's because how we grew up, right, yeah, like listening to these words and thinking they were dirty, but yeah. if you normalize them like they're right. not dirty, that's just the name of our potty part
2: right, and it's and it's fine to giggle and laugh, you know, zero to five, the children have a lot of potty humor, mm-hmm, there's uh-huh. an age like when you were potty training them they They laugh at at those words, right? And they make jokes about it. Right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Parts are a big thing.
2: (laughs) Right. Oh, this is...
0: I mean, I feel like this is like a hardcore book, but is that appropriate from zero to five?
2: (laughs) So it has... I feel like there's teenagers. I feel like I need that (laughs) book, you know? (laughs) So that's a good thing about you reading the book Uh and going with what you're comfortable with, right? And the more you read... Or the more you talk to your children about it, the more comfortable you will get. So that makes
0: sense. Wow. Don't
2: worry about, you know, this. I tengo vergüenza todos tenemos vergüenza So that's fine. But you owe it to your children to have this conversation. Yeah. Right. Let's, take, let's see. Let's see. This book is
0: called "No es la cigüeña." But Robert H. Harris. This other book is called "Who Has What: All About Girls' Bodies and Boys' Bodies." Again, by Robbie H. Harris. Um, these are the two that you brought.
2: Yeah, I brought also It's My Body, which is uh, a book to teach young children how to re- uh, resist uncomfortable touch. Oh, oh great. I and that. That, one that one is
0: by that one is by Laurie Freeman. OK, awesome. And we will uh, post pictures and links to these books all on our website. But these are great. And I think you're so right. It's about us getting educated at the end yeah. of the day and feeling comfortable with it so when we speak to them, they sense that comfort level from us right. because they can sense. I mean, kids are so smart, they can sense, right. like, well, if mom's uncomfortable, then probably I am should be uncomfortable, right?
1: We should, we should be right. breaking the patterns that we complain about,
0: exactly. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's that's really cool thanks laura <laughs> okay well um let's take a break but before that we want to remind you ladies that this is the last week of our talk read sing campaign we're so excited for all of the pictures you guys have submitted on instagram and email does we will be doing a big recap at the end of this month so don't forget to continue to upload and hashtag talk read sing and tag us at underscore super mass and first five california and we will feature you on our upcoming newsletter and blog posts so stay tuned for that and we'll be right back with our super mama pick or tip of the week with our supermama pick or tip for the week where we tell you some of our favorite things we've bought and reused over and over again <laughs> or things that we've done that have worked with us. So, Laura, do you have a pick or tip you want to share with us?
2: Well, it will be a tip okay. and this is regarding communication. I have a 17-year-old wonderful son <gasps> that... <Jeez.
0: laughs> How is that? I know. <laughs> that just sounds he, scary.
2: He's amazing. Uh, he has taught me a lot, but I have found that the best time to communicate with him is when he feels like communicating, which is midnight, unfortunately, is like when he's <laughs> so, I know he, teens, you know, they change their schedule, mm-hmm. they sleep in, but they are so, awake, nocturnal. Uh, upta- you know, like very nocturnal. So I, I found that at, when I'm going to bed, he's ready to Talk about everything, his classes, people who he likes, you know his friends, etc, so I have to remind myself, you know this is a priority for me. I can be tired, but this is the moment when we are bonding yeah. so Como uh, la sopa. exactly <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> and instead of um, forcing that, you know going with the moments in which he's relaxed, etc, so that's uh, at night with my team. <laughs> oh,
0: no, that's so okay. cool. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. That, uh, sounds that sounds so boring. <laughs> um, and scary. Paulina, do you have a pick or tip?
1: Yes. So it's back to school. My kids are back to school, and um, before they went to Mexico on their way there, I actually packed up their lunch and everything. My mom took it, but when they were kind of doing the what do you call it, the when they were searching you in the airport. Because they had food and water, they took them from her. Oh. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't know which one to get again. But I decided to go with the same one that I, um, that I had for Krista and because it's been good. And I decided to change for plastic to stainless steel. And mm. I like the stainless steel eco lunchbox. Uh, to, for the lunch for the kids, it's very easy for them to open it. It's really easy for them to clean it up, and it comes with smaller ones where you can put it. Um, you know, you can t- you can take one that day or two little containers depending on what you want to send for lunch. And those have been great. Uh, I had bought some other ones that were stainless steel before, but the quality wasn't as good. But these ones have been really good. They're like about twenty six dollars. Um, the sandwich one, and then the little, comes with one little one, and I bought additional ones. But it's been perfect. They clean really fast. They uh, are very kid friendly, and uh, it doesn't smell, which is the best thing. Awesome. So my
0: eco lunch containers. Uh, my pick are gonna be. I know I'm like a little late because now you're back to school, so you probably don't are not gonna be into board games. But maybe on the <laughs> weekends, I took a board game with. Um, to a trip that i had with my husband last week we got it at this like board game store last year i don't know why we ended up going into this board game store <laughs> <Don't> last year <see. laughs> La- no on january on winter break i had never been to a board game store before in my life what i always feel like you go to target right and then you find like clue and monopoly and that's about it right <laughs> right no ladies there's like a whole world of like board games out there <laughs> Whatever, so, where they, is. so they so uh, they they this guy was like, oh, I mean, there's like board game nerds like they have like <laughs> board game conventions like what? Board, oh my yeah, God. they have like board games like you can go and like there's like nights where they like battle each other. It's like crazy. We just walked in there. We were like, what do you recommend? These are board games I've never heard of in my life. So they recommend mm-hmm. this one board game. It's called Ticket to Ride. It's so fun. My husband and I were so into it. So um, wow. you can check that board game out to what get to ride. I, I, I saw your picture and I was like, I, I wonder what the, it is. See I've how it never even heard looks it. weird, right? Yeah. You never heard of it? It's fun. I really can't explain it like fully unless, I mean, it'll take me a while for me to explain. What was the ultimate goal? The ultimate goal is to get the most points. <laughs> okay. whoever get the most points wins. But the ultimate goal is really... To create a like a, a like a path like a track you get you get like little um, little plastic trains, and you need to make uh, a track from like one destination to the other, mm. and you need to make the track as long as possible. And the longest track, sometimes they win, but like there's other ways you can win by like connecting city to city, and I mean it gets a little like. And the then you can buy extensions of the game. I mean, I'm telling you, it's crazy. But um, I loved it. And you're going to give a shout-out to Ticket to Ride. Because it was sitting there collecting dust for nine months. And they were I like, let's just games. take it with us. And it was so much fun. And also, another board game that I recommend, um, The Little Loteria. Just, um, it's in pre-order right now. So I want you guys to... I know it's going to sell out. So I just yes. want to tell people to please yes. go on Amazon and pre-order your Little Loteria. It's an mm-hmm. incredible <clears throat> so cute. It's made by Patty Rodriguez and Adriana Stein of Little Libros and they made a little board game for kids called Little Loteria. Super sturdy, oh, nice. the cutest graphics. It encourages communication skills. It encourages like matching cards. We played it this weekend with the kid, with my baby, and we had the best time. Yes. And he even mm-hmm. carries those little cards all around. I hope. <laughs> I, and I'm gonna t- call Patty. I'm like, I hope you guys are gonna sell like spare, spare cards. Spare cards for sure. <laughs> because They're yes. gonna get lost. I already like I already found one like upstairs. And I'm like, huh. great, yeah. I you know. <laughs> I, I I got the
1: game too. I got to try it out and I loved it. And my 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 favorite part of it was that I was like, my kids were like, "Where's the beans?" And then I started reading the instructions and I'm like, "You don't need any beans with this one. You actually have to match the card that you have <laughs> oh, with the board."
0: Okay. And then so it's it sort was like incredible. a matching. Yes, yeah, so it's almost like a matching game slash
2: loteria. Yeah. And it's in Spanish. It's in Spanish, it's
0: in. in English.
2: Oh, bilingual.
0: And we tried playing it between three, and my kid just wanted to put the cards all on all the boards. And I'm like, sure. Why don't we just make this a game where I tell you what, and then you you figure out Look where and it find. is. Looking fine. Looking fine. Looking
1: fine. It's like everything. It's so good. fine. Love it. It. It's looking
0: every, yes, it's everything in one. So pick it up. Order on Amazon right now. It's on pre-order before it gets sold out. So um, yeah, it, it will be it. out. It
1: will be out for sale on uh,
0: September 26th officially. Cool. Yeah, but pre-order, pre-order on Amazon right. first. Great. Thanks so much for being here, Laura. Thank you this so much was for such having an me. great show, and I, I, we're gonna have you back for sure. I know moms are gonna have a ton of questions for you. Every time we introduce <laughs> right. an expert to the right. show, we get a lot of like follow up questions. So hopefully next time we'll have other questions from our mommies great. for you to answer, and non mommies too.
2: Thank you so much for having me. It's Thank been, you, Laura. So,
0: where can fun. we find you? Where are some uh, resources, or we can? I know the the website is plantparenthood.org, But right. do you have any other um, places where we can find you, get in contact with you, or get more information?
2: Yes, uh, my email address is laura dot vargas v s m victor <laughs> at p s m peter p s m peter hyphen LA.org. Oh, awesome. Oh, okay,
0: cool.
1: And
2: if you have any questions about our middle school program, high school program, trainings, parent presentations, uh, feel free to send me an email and that's I'll amazing. connect you with people. Thank you yes, so much. Thank great. you so much.
0: That's we can't wait to have you back actually. <laughs> yeah. Until next week, ladies, super supermamas. <laughs> supermamas. Don't
1: forget to follow us too at underscore supermamas on Instagram and Twitter, Supermamas Podcast
0: on Facebook, and Supermamas. LA. See bye Bye! bye. bye. bye.